LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station and up to 1,000 watts. LDG power tuners are ideal for portable and mobile use as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year, fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. On this episode, we're going to be talking about HOAs. Yep, HOAs and maybe some stealth type antennas that you can look at if you are indeed in an HOA. And welcome to our friends who are uh, joining us live today. If you're our podcast listening audience, you know on Saturday mornings, 9 o'clock, you can join us for the live show. Get involved in the chat. Those who are here today, question for you. Have you ever lived in an HOA or living in an HOA today? If so, type in HOA in the chat and um, we'll uh, take a look and see how many people are actually dealing with this problem here in our live audience. So that's what we'll be addressing today. Going to bring in Sidecar Steve here. He's with us, W7UDI. And uh, Steve, we have got, oh, oh my, we're going to get into some antennas, some situations. We've mm-hmm. been doing some research behind the scenes to try to help people in HOA situations. And we'll be talking about that in just a little bit. Now, a, a week or two ago, we talked about your situation in the mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest with snow removal. Can I tell you, we got eight to 10 inches of snow, right? And many of you are going, oh, wow, that's a snow thing. That's a maybe a day and a half, right? This mm-hmm. thing has knocked out St. Louis and counties for, I don't know, this is the morning, I guess, of the fourth day. People are just being able to get around now. So between like COVID no budgeting for snow removal, not paying enough money for these people to do the hard work that they are doing. They are doing a great job. It's just not enough of them. It shut down this city for like four days. We're talking eight inches of snow, you know, and man, that's what we've been dealing with. So we've gone uh, completely from yay, snow day to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And right now it's just an an icy kind of... (laughs) It's an icy situation mm-hmm. right now because we got rain first, snow, but uh, it's oh, nothing geez. against the workers. It's just that they're doing a great job and they're working 12 hour shifts, you know, and they're just and, didn't budget and they're for understaffed. it. understaffed. Yeah. That's why they're working 12 hour shifts. They're understaffed. They, I don't know what St. Louis has done, but here in the state of Washington, they, they instituted the vaccine mandated for the uh, state employees. So our DOT has lost quite a few um, drivers that uh, would uh, went out and plowed the uh, state roads. And so they fell behind. So, yeah, there's a combination of everything that's uh, causing all this uh, COVID, as you pointed out. Uh, uh, fun. I don't know about funding so much, but it's the lack of people. Well, you're in a place where they know it's going to snow and drop on their head. Mm -hmm. I think here, for one, we're in the middle. And you would think we're surrounded by these uh, states that get the systems. And sometimes we do. Mm -hmm. But there was a while where we didn't get any snow. And we had some pretty mild winters. So I think, and I don't have the data to back it up. But I Mm -hmm. think that they, it seems that they have skimped a little bit on putting Mm -hmm. snow removal in the budget in the cities. And I'm talking like it's shut down. Eight inches should close you, but probably uh, a day, maybe two, but four days. Yeah. You don't. It just shows you don't have enough horses, and the ones that are working are working too hard for not enough. So exactly, they they're just kind of banking on. Oh well, we're not. We're just going to have a mild winter, and then the city of Seattle does the same thing. They go through kind of a dry spell for quite a few years, and then they 
kind of change the budget. Well, why are we going to spend so much money we, for all this snow removal and materials and they're just still piled up in the salt shed. So let's right. just cut the budget back and yeah. put it somewhere else. And lo and behold, here comes a dump and they're unprepared. It, it's, uh, it, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of what it is. And, you know, part of it is like, hey, it's winter. We know it's winter, rah, rah, it's winter, mm-hmm. it's going to snow. But man, if you're not prepared for it. I've taken trips to different cities during snow oh. events and was just shocked at how clean and quickly, because there's money on the line. There's a business and they want you to move traffic and mm-hmm. buses. And anyway, so that's kind of what we're dealing here. Game time here, we're sitting at 12 degrees. That's the other side of this is that, there's no melt in sight until we can get up at a certain temperature. The sun did come out and helped out a little bit, but uh, not quite uh, enough. So that's what we're dealing with. Hopefully um, your snow removal situation. And I know people that live in more rural areas, say uh, in the South or Oklahoma and some of these places, I don't know, you know, they, they tend to depend on their neighbors more. They, they help each other out. They're bartering for goods. They don't, get so sketched out up here you know it's like wow uh i don't know like what we're gonna do now we you know what we're gonna do well you saw it coming like it wasn't a surprise storm but uh i'm not trying to indict the city of st louis but boy oh boy other cities would have had eight to ten moves so business could move and unfortunately we've been stuck and this is probably the first day where my wife can go out and get on passable roads. And some of them are going to be still sketchy. Mm. Just, just oh, yeah. nutty. Anyway, enough of that rant. I was going to drop some news in, uh, but I'll do that later. Just a news headlines, rip and read type of stuff. We can do that if we have time later. Uh, there are a couple of forms. Now, if you're with us joining, uh, people hate filling out forms, but it's a really efficient way to get us the information Say you're shy and you don't want to type something up or you think it'll be missed in the chat. You can always send a comment or a question to us through these forms. Okay, so we have them at our social media places. They're in the description of this video. Uh, So if you have a question or a comment or you're struggling with something, we'd like to hear about that. And I put the call out, and I don't know if, Scotty, you can grab that from our description in um, in the YouTube video and drop that form in. If not, I can I can, uh, I can can grab it as we go. One that came in, though, and I've been really interested to see what hams are struggling with, you know, and maybe we can help. Maybe we can help, but maybe we can at least talk about it and set you off in a good situation. Uh, so today's show is inspired by a guy called Richard. His call sign is Kilo Foxtrot 5, Romeo Sierra Alpha. Richard sent a note in, he said he would like some ideas with a portable vertical antenna uh, that he could use in his backyard because he lives in an HOA that forbids antennas. Okay, so that is sort of the genesis of uh, our show today is to start talking a little bit more about that. And the question for the chat, of course, are you in an HOA or have you ever been in an HOA? And we can kind of see engage. Maybe you can chime in on this sort of stuff, too. So, Richard, here you go. And uh, we've also uh, put this question out on our YouTube, on our YouTube, on our Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we won't put any questions on the YouTube. Um, and so we can talk a, a little bit about it. Steve, have you ever been in an HOA situation? Have you ever had to kind of deal with modifying your radio operations because of it? Well, the last neighborhood we lived in was in an HOA, but they didn't have any... Uh... <clears throat> any restrictions to speak of as far as uh, radio antennas uh they they spelled out uh basically c band uh, that's how old the uh, oh, the okay. HOA was they talked about the old do you remember the big uh 3 meter uh, c band uh, satellite antennas before we got the yeah the latest they uh, they kind of spelled it that out but uh when it came to any of my amateur radio antennas it wasn't uh, an issue actually they you couldn't see it so that's why it became pretty much a non-issue but uh so for me personally yes in an hoa but no not in an hoa and uh 
unfortunately here i it's truly a non-hoa so i don't have to deal with that but i've i've visited like my mom's house and she's you know in peoria arizona it's truly hoas everywhere yeah. and uh yeah, and i understand kind of they look, they have some benefits i mean they may cut the uh-huh. grass and all this sort of stuff and you think okay well i'm in an hoa and some of it is good but for hams hams are like oh, some of my. it makes people cuss <laughs> it makes them uh, just straight oh, up curse oh, yeah. Oh, when but they can't. I've, you know, I've looked at what would I do in a house like my my mom's. You know, just typical you know suburban home in an HOA, and you know thought, okay, you know, putting an, an antenna along the eaves and like a, a simple dipole and wrapping it around, and uh, just simple things like that. Even throwing up a temporary vertical in in the in the, on the back patio and and things like that. So I mean, there's. There's multiple ways of uh, overcoming it. Uh, probably string dipoles inside the uh, the attic space. I know I've I've worked a number of people have had that situation where they've had antennas inside their attic space and uh, and it's worked quite well. They've you know ran into a few other challenges, but uh, for the most part, it worked uh, pretty good. Okay. If you have a question and you're here visiting with us live on the live stream, uh, put a cue in front of it. If you have a question of us, it doesn't need to be about HOAs. We'll get to a Q&A section later on in the hour. But if you put a cue next to it, uh, our friend Scotty can pull that and we can go through those. You can also use the form as well. I post a community question on our Facebook group. And let's... uh, Go over there. Everybody's welcome to join us over there. It's a little big. Let me bring it in here for you just to just to see if you are living in an HOA situation, perhaps how you have dealt with it. And uh, we can go and look at some of your answers here. Don, he's Whiskey 6 Charlie Zulu. He put a rooftop tower with a uh, TH, and uh, you're going to have to help me with some of these antennas. I don't recognize that, That's them. a high-gain uh, the TH3GR, little three-element uh, tri-band antenna. Put it up on a Sunday morning, didn't look back. The CCRs are not uh, specific about antennas. Uh, they complained, and one other member of the board went to the FCC, got addresses of other hams in the area, one of which was notorious for RFI. He threatened to sue me. Uh, nothing ever happened. I've replaced it with a 45-foot of Rome, uh, 25, about 10 years nice. later. I like that. <laughs> uh, Tom says, I'm in an uh, on-the-HOA board problem solved solved <laughs> then again i have a big dipole up uh, in the hoa owned trees mm-hmm. a vhf uhf antenna sticking above another tree and a me- so he, he looks like he's like i'm on the board do what i want to do so i guess if you can't beat him join him uh, and change the rules <laughs> and no one sees it so that kind of introduces a bit of a stealth situation you know um looking at antennas in terms of what's good different color wire we can kind of discuss that uh, as we go through um kevin he says he uses a gutter antenna for hf now i haven't tried that and i don't know i'd see it seems to work though steve i mean a gutter antenna loading up the gutters what would it mean to load up a gutter i mean alligator clip how you doing it um just uh with the downspout probably just a simple sheet metal screw into the uh, into the aluminum gutter and uh and then a little bit of a ground radial system i i was just thinking about that the other day and it's like wow you know that's kind of the original window so you got the uh, downspout that goes up and then it hits the gutters and goes across the uh, the eaves there and it's like hmm. and if you feed it there at the bottom mm-hmm. and put a uh, a tuner there i i started thinking hmm maybe you need to uh, do an experiment i don't have gutters and so um it would be kind of cool to try with a one-to-one ballon and uh at the at the downspout it go into kind of a basic uh, counterpoise radial system on the ground feed the feed it uh, and see what you get and then switch it out to a four-to-one ballon and see the same thing and run some tests sweep it with some sweep gear and uh so it would be kind of an interesting experiment. No yeah, two would be the same because everybody's house is, is different. That's interesting. Maybe we should do like a challenge one day when the weather breaks in spring and try to get out there and load up our gutters and see what happens. I, yeah. I don't know. It could be crazy. 
Could be crazy. Load up your gutters and see what you can do. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do something like that. Paul, WD9GCO, the famous uh, announcer for... Um, He's so famous. I don't know. Oh, yes. Amateur Radio News. It's a joke, Paul. It's a joke. He's not watching anyway. He's in his, would do this show in his boxers, eating a bowl of cereal in the green room. That's kind of how he rolls. He says his case is different. He realized that the only way I was going to be able to uh, convince people that ham radio isn't evil was to just join the board. He's now the president of his board. Got a lot of likes there, too. Um, so he's he's working. He, uh, he uses uh, his, his position to educate the board about ham radio and to pave the way for not only himself to install a vertical in the courtyard, but also make things easier for the future should any other hams move into our condos. All right, there you go. Perfect. Eric, I have a uh, 40 through 10 meter N-fed half wave between the area of my home and garage out to a uh, black pole attached to my storage shed. Unless you know right where to look for this from the street, the wire really isn't visible due to the mm-hmm. distance involved. I have a, a, a ham friend um, who's in an HOA, and he has a hex beam. And it gets it's just underneath the roof line, the pitch of the roof, so you can't see it. In other words, um, he was concerned that He'd only be able to work half the world because, you know, if you think about it, as that beam is swinging, at some point it's going to swing and hit the house or, you know, not not physically, but the signal perhaps. He never had an issue with it. He worked the world. And in fact, he didn't put a big rotor at all. He would go out there. He could manually do it. And then he put on like a smaller television rotor, kept it very simple, very lightweight pole, but it went up just below the pitch of the roof and from the street you couldn't see it an old boy was working the world and his neighbors behind him and on the side probably didn't care no you know he was in one of these i guess you'd call it a cul-de-sac where it sort of has a bit of a turn through it you know what i mean so the properties are better you know they're not straight cookie cutter homes they sort of had a little bit of bend as they went around this sort of area kind of a pie kind of a pie shape yeah uh, and it was easier nice. for him to sort of have those angles, trees. He had wire in the trees and nobody, you know, it was so really simple. And he was the first one that kind of got me going. And I said, I'll go the most complex route in the world. The heaviest back-breaking, <laughs> neck-breaking pain in the ass I can find. Thank you for inspiring me. I should have gone very simple. But uh, yep. that was a, uh, you know, when you get stuck and you start to think maybe I can't do anything, There is, uh, you know, be creative maybe, but um, I don't know. The HOA, I guess, isn't just allowed to walk in your yard. Now, perhaps if they were able to walk in and go, what the hell is going on here? Maybe, but I don't think that would be legal, lawful, or any of that sort of stuff. I have no idea. Typically, it's always been the HOAs that were more concerned with what was viewed from the public and what you did in your backyard. But, you know, every HOA is different and how... right. And what you sign up for. I mean, we sign up for when we move into an HOA, so. That's right. Let's spend a few more minutes and encourage you to go over to our um, Facebook group. It's, a, it's an active group. We're, we're growing every day. People there are friendly. And you can read all of this stuff. I would go into the search and look up community questions. And that's really should bring you up a list because I don't pin them. I kind of drop them down after we go so we can put up some new stuff for you. But you can read all all this stuff will stay up there. Uh, let's see. Scott says he, um, so far, no run-ins. Unfortunately, I have to work in the cover of darkness, stringing um, up interior attic dipoles. And we can talk about that a little bit more. Uh, Steve found some really good sources. Uh, some other hams have done some research on it. Uh, let's see. My antenna, 4010 corner of the backyard, up to the chimney with a small mast, virtually Invisible. Many, many comments here mm-hmm. have uh, have come in. So just kind of sharing them as we go. Um, well, let's see here. Go ahead. Yeah, I know one of the you know common themes that I've seen overall talking about with HOAs and antennas has been uh, pretty much stealth and trying to keep it uh, low key so it doesn't draw anything. I mean, you throw up a fifty foot tower and 
put up a one of these big monster um, the step IRs, DB36 or whatever it is, that big monster trombone three element uh, goes from DC to light uh, kind of antenna and that draws attentions. But, you know, simple uh, low gauge black wire antennas just seem to disappear and people don't notice them and it uh, usually works out. So the, the common thing I've seen is stealth. And, uh, and if you kind of go work under that as your, your main factor and thinking about it, then I, I think you're, you'll be good and just kind of work of, around. So you found something from the Columbia amateur radio club mm-hmm. and Marty AG three echo kilo. Now this is right on the internet webs, the Y nets, Wi-Fi nets or whatever the, whatever you would call it. Uh, some stealth antenna. It's a presentation. And I like this. Uh, some hams like to read. You, there's a lot of great stuff on YouTube, but you know, sometimes it's nice to kind of sift through uh, a presentation. Yeah, part part of the thing I found was, you know, a couple, basically that's what they were, presentation PDFs. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of information out there that I came across was manufacturers selling their product and trying, and I wanted to avoid that. It's like, let's look at the information. You make up your mind what you you want to go and then once you kind of figure out this is the solution i want to use and then you can kind of figure out um uh, what manufacturer if or if you're going to build your own or or buy so it's uh i'm so drop that plenty of stuff out there drop that resource <laughs> into the uh the chat for our friends here i mean flagpole antennas that's an interesting one too that's another one that i've never really tried but i think wow that might be something where you're almost tricking them right in your front yard mm-hmm. uh others others the uh, magnetic loops are there the isotron the uh that we've just did a 30-day review of the 20 meters they've got one for 40 and for 82 um the one for 40 looks like a giant egg beater but hey man it may work it may work there um so that's an interesting resource. Any any other thoughts on this, Steve? I'm just scroll, uh, scrolling yeah. through. Mobile, mobiles. I mean, guys will just just set up uh, a mobile and then just go out to the car and uh, and work uh, HF that way. So it's uh, get creative. Now that uh, that mobile antenna that is a, a little overboard. Much <laughs> might tip you over. It reminds me of when they throw the uh, Brachiosaurus on top of the uh, the Flintstone mobile at the end. Uh. <laughs> And it just uh, went over. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna check in here in a little bit with Scotty. See what's going on with the chat. See if any any of our uh, ham hamily are out there uh, dealing with HOAs and what they're using. Want to do a quick uh, mention though. I want to want to get you guys a 100 watt ID, and it's very simple to do. Let me uh, go ahead and move that off of the screen there for you. All right, there you go. So you can get your 100 watt ID. At 100wattsandawire.com. Very simple to do. Uh, it's sequentially issued. We have over 5,000 of those in circulation now. You're also joining uh, sort of the weekly reader. You're joining a mailing list on Thursdays. I put out something, let you know what's going on uh, this week at 100 Watts and a Wire. You can also use your 100 watt ID to get yourself uh, as part of the review system. The 30 day peer review system is based on members who have 100 watt ids and uh, if you get lost we even have a way that you can hit a key combination on your keypad and and find your id and your name is listed here over every now and again we'll update this list and we're over 5,000 deep so you can see all the members of the hamily uh, listed there but get yourself a 100 watt id very simple and easy to do all of it is free of charge so there you go okay let's uh let's move over to uh see if we can bring up scotty and see what's going on inside uh the chat good morning to you sir good afternoon good evening no matter where you are i don't know where you are you could be in singapore <laughs> my friends listen from all over what's what's going on have you uh noticed anything happening in the in the chat yeah yeah we got a couple things going on a few folks dealing with uh hoa issues uh ricardo um we got uh bb uh kilo x-ray four tango quebec um spike used to live in an with an hoa um problem um and then uh so those guys are dealing with hoas and we also have a uh 
a question from Mitchell Dickey uh, about uh, NFED half-wave dipoles and the heights above ground they should be at. Okay. Well, let's hold on to that. We'll do that one. We'll do that one in a little in a bit. We've got a guest coming in here in a little while. I can't wait. I'm excited. About six minutes from now, Steve-O. We're going to feature our uh, radio club. I did this a couple years ago. Yeah, man. And uh, again, another form, but it's a, a way to send you right up into the studio here. And we can drop that down, too. If you're interested, go to the description down below. And we'll put the form there. If you got a radio club that you're proud of, you're a member of, or a society, it'll be great. We'll um, we'll catch up with David here in just a few minutes. Um, in terms of uh, HOA type stuff, let me go over real quick. Uh, let's see, I can I can pull this up. Uh, you had another one from Dave Kilo Delta Five Foxtrot X Ray. Some HF antennas, um, especially Stealth for HOAs and this is another one I can uh, I can drop this down as a resource for you um, if you like put that in the chat here and it just shows you you know he's talking about dipoles what you can do you know depending on your situation Steve mentioned earlier that you know everybody's got a different situation some people don't have trees some people need to go vertical some are going to do flagpoles a flagpole to me and makes me a little nervous in the front yard, you know. They see you out there dicking with this flag all the time. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The key is fly fly old glory because if you don't fly old glory, then then sometimes people will go, well, you got a flagpole. How come you're not flying a flag? You're standing out and there all just, the time. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Why are you always kneeling at the base of your flagpole? So. Are you praying to the pole? Because there's not a flag on it. Exactly. So. Yeah. I've maybe put the flagpole in the backyard, but I totally get it. I, I don't know anything about mm-hmm. it. But the article uh, or the presentation talks about flagpole verticals, different kinds of verticals. Mm-hmm. Different sorts of dipoles. Thanks for digging that up, Steve. And, and we'll make that available to you uh, here as well. So, yeah, there you go. Lots of other verticals, lots of other things you can do. And I think when people get really, really stuck, it's There's like... the rain gutter right the there. rain gutter. There's the rain <laughs> gutter. Uh, inverted Classic. L. Uh, fence The antenna. fence antenna. Now, that was the one that was uh, kind of uh, intriguing. I have worked a few guys that had fence antennas of all places on 75 meters and they were in new mexico and arizona and uh they just put the their dipole just and ran it along their wooden fence Mm -hmm. and it was up like five feet and that was it and they were having a ball with it so yeah there's a picture of it uh so just be creative look around think out of the box don't get too stuck into in the box as far as well it has to be you know here or there just put it up and see what happens. All right, very good. All right, man. I think it's time. I think it's time. We're gonna bring our guest in here and talk about the clubs and see what's happening here. We will uh, mix with you in the chat. Try to get some good things. I want to encourage you to get your questions in. Put a queue, and that way you can send a question about anything. And in about ten minutes, Steve and I will try to tackle some of the questions that have come in. The form, if you'd rather be anonymous and not uh, known, that's uh, fine as well. If you don't mind as much, cue in the chat, and we'll deal with it as we go. All right, very good, Steve. I'm going to put you on the side just for a second here, and uh, let's bring up David. There he is. Let's see. Good morning to you, sir. I guess it could be quite early where you are in beautiful California. Do you know what ice is outside of your drink? Do you know what ice is? I knew it. I knew it. Not really. How are you doing today? Now, unfortunately, it's uh, doing well, thanks. Good. Yeah, we're dealing with a little bit of it here, but it's, uh, it's, it's normal. It's normal. I'm excited for you to tell us about your club. You've been rolling with me for a while. It's nice to put the, put the face uh, uh, with your uh, support for all these years. I really do appreciate that. Uh, David is Alpha India 6 Oscar United, and he is with the Edison Amateur Radio Network. And I can tell that you do a lot of work here because you're all over the website. Let's talk a little bit about the club. What's going on and what moves you um, to be moved to join that club? 
Well, it's a club that was formed and is for primarily uh, employees and retirees of the utility. And uh, we're a big utility. There are three investor-owned utilities in Southern California. And it's kind of uh, odd in one respect that there is such a club. But on the other hand, it's kind of normal in this area. TRW, another big company that has a, a long-running, really good club. And uh, there's a lot of other big corporations that do. On, on field day, I'm always amazed that the recognize the club calls and uh, and uh, they've got 14 stations on and uh, they've got a lot of people going. Mm-hmm. But this club's interesting. It was formed back all the way back in 1938 and uh, came to be really as a, a flood in Los Angeles that not too many people know about. Yeah, this is one photo. This is the... Uh, baby city of Anaheim in Orange County and the uh, Santa Ana River is that line on the top and you can see how it had just uh, flooded down into the area. This is just Orange County. It uh, impacted uh, Los Angeles, Riverside as well. And it rained. Uh, First storm came in for four days. Second storm came in for 10 days and uh, knocked out all uh, power, communication, gas, Mm -hmm. everything. And the only way they could communicate was with uh, 40 meter and 80 meter NVIS. So the company really stepped up. Uh, Another utility, a couple of utilities up north kind of stepped up. They were uh, involved as well. And that's kind of how they were born. Uh, uh, It's funny that they, have some of the same issues that clubs have today. I want to read real quick a, a paragraph from like a 1938 bulletin that I found. It says, uh, the prospective roll call at this date numbers 27. It can hardly be expected that 27 freeborn Americans will all want the same thing. However, we are not assuming a number at Alcatraz, nor are we signing up for a hitch in the Navy. The intent of this thing is to get acquainted via the air and to become well enough acquainted with each other's frequencies, method of operations, signal strengths to be expected. There will be some value of each other and to our various communities in times of emergency. So it's just kind of funny that uh, even back then, they struggled with the same things that we struggle with today. What are some of the things that are working? And maybe you can look back, since you can see some of that documentation, things that they were doing back then that have carried on and that still work today. One of those things is just the simple net. Uh, we've uh, since since those days, and actually one of the other primary people, uh, Sidecar Steve on Hundred Watts and a Wire, oh, here was very you uh, called influential. Him out. You call him out. Call him said. out. He's actually a former officer of uh, of Earn, so uh, he's got his hand in this uh, deeply as well. So, but right yeah, there. what really works is is two things. One is this is the network that we have, and we're really really blessed. This is it kind of echoes the uh, Southern California Edison Service Territory, which is all the way up from the uh, eastern side of the Sierra Nevada mountain range up in uh, California, and then all the way down to the coast in Oxnard, Santa Barbara. Uh, we have a few that parallel on Interstate 10 that go from uh, you know L.A. out towards uh, uh, Blythe. And then southern Las- Southern Nevada also. We've got some hydroelectric projects out there, and uh, those were installed to kind of uh, support that area. But uh, the we've got these thirteen linked uh, by uh, microwave RF, and uh, we've also uh, continued or restarted just in the past uh, four or five years. NVIS 80 meter net once a week. So we kind of vary that with frequency and time as the uh, uh, propagation warrants, but uh, just different ways to keep people in touch. We do simply practice simplex because we've had, even though it's ironic that we, this is a club that's uh, sponsored and kind of run by people at the power company, power of the repeaters goes out just like everybody else's. Yeah, we've got some generator, but they only last a certain amount of time, so we've got to be prepared for other methods and for uh, you know NVIS HF and for uh, uh, simplex as well. Do you think that since it was basically established in 1938, because of an emergency situation, that field day is approached with some 
a little more weight than just say a, a gathering or has it sort of just become a social gathering? It's a little bit of both. So we take a lot of pride in it. Uh, and we, uh, we've lost a few members, uh, prominent members over the past few years. And they had some links to some very uh, unique places. You know, this was one of our, uh, well, this was one of them. Actually, we had a gentleman who was a uh, uh, resident of this area so we could reserve this hilltop park in uh, East Los Angeles and uh, just reach all over the world with it. it was really great. And we also had another, uh, we had a 75th anniversary uh, special station where we were at one of our hydro generation facilities and uh, got to uh, operate from there kind of near a mountaintop. So mm. looking forward to that in, uh, I think this is 2022. Next year is our 85th year wow. in existence. And so we're looking at uh, starting to plan for something big for that. So it's, it's gorgeous. a tiny little part of the company and, and barely recognized. But, you know, we also uh, participate once in a while in some uh, regional exercises with uh, various counties and other uh, uh, California Office of Emergency uh, Services groups as well. How have you done with uh, cultivating new, younger hams over the years? That's been a challenge. Uh, we like to get a lot of the uh, IT-type communication folks, and we have an annual emergency uh, preparedness fair. Uh, it hasn't happened, obviously, over the last couple years, but... Uh, we do, we have a table there, we reach out, we've got our radios, we, uh, you know, sit in the, one of the EOC trucks that we've got, and uh, we get some of the younger people, and uh, we had a couple last year, I did an online uh, tech class, and we got a couple new licensees, but uh, it's been a challenge, just as, as everybody else. So we're talking about the Edison Amateur Radio Network, it's W6SCE in California, and um, David's joining us to talk about what's going on there. And let me bring in Sidecar Steve, because Steve is, uh, was a member, was a member of the club. And uh, can you tell the quick story about how they kicked you out, Steve? <laughs> or how did it go? Yeah, I, I left the state. <laughs> oh, that'll do I, it. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. So just uh, here, here's a, let's see if it will come up. Let's see where I in here, but that is myself on one of our towers. Well, when I was with the company, we were installing. Uh, so that was probably in the early '90s. So uh, yes, and that's my Edison hat. So yep, I got some old pictures from uh, from climbing and doing antenna installs with the uh, with the repeater system. David, what's going on here that that that's notable to you? This was uh, one of the, well, we have our three seasons in California, fires, floods, and earthquakes. And this was uh, uh, Holy Jim Fire back in 2018. And the company work, has worked with uh, uh, the state and with our uh, fire resources to put uh, uh, these cameras on a lot of our hilltop. Uh, communication sites and this is on top of Santiago Peak and this was a fire that uh, was originally uh, probably seen on this camera first and this is after it had gone up the hill and uh, wrapped around the side and you can see a couple fire trucks down there uh, with their lights on and this is in the middle of the day and you can see their lights because of all the smoke it seemed like nighttime but the uh, comm sites were all spared up there and uh, it, it's just a great uh, you can look on that website. I think it's in conjunction with uh, University of California. And uh, it's just a, another resource that the utilities can use to help fight fires in California. If you're curious about this club, you can check them out online. We can uh, let you know where they are uh, by doing a search. It's w6sce.org. So if you're in that area and uh, you want to learn more, uh, by all means, go ahead and reach out and contact somebody. Or if, if you're curious, now, do you take folks that are not part of the utility? How does that work? Like, can a bald guy in St. Louis come and work on field day on the mountaintop with you? Absolutely. Yeah, we cool. take all licensed amateurs. There's no... Uh, 
no uh, no singling people out. We've got people who are friends of employees and uh, just uh, friends and people around the Los Angeles area. And we've got members uh, all over uh, from Northern California all the way down to San Diego. So everybody's welcome. Beautiful. Thank you, David. I appreciate you for stopping by. I know it's a little early out where you are, sidecar. Eh, you know. But he's, he's supposed to be up. The dogs get him up to go to the bathroom. But thank you so much for uh, coming. Alpha India 6 Oscar United. David, appreciate you so much and your continued support of the show. Thank you, David. Thank you. Thanks, man. 7-3. All right, buddy. That's it. I didn't know you went there and uh, you had kind of... Yeah, that was a surprise when you dropped it on me this morning. I was like, holy yeah. smokes. So. Yeah, he uh, he reached out. He said, I got a little dirt on sidecar. And I was like, cool, send it over on the back channel. We're not going to talk about it publicly, but I got all the information so and oh, pictures. Uh-oh. Yeah, so the next negotiation should be a lot easier for me. Uh, let's go and uh, we'll do a quick chat. We're going to move into some Q&A type stuff. I got some stuff that came in through the form. Just a reminder, if you would like to feature your radio club you can do so. It's easy. It comes right to me. It's a form. I know, but it is. Uh, it will be guaranteed to be delivered, which uh, is important. Uh, Scotty is posting some links down there. Thank you so much for our live audience who has joined us here this morning. The Edison Amateur Radio Network. So uh, go ahead and check them out. Poke around and uh, and find out what's going on there. All right, so let me bring up Scotty here, and we will figure out if there's any questions, any cues. If you have a question, put Q in front of it here in the live chat. Stuff is coming in. We've got a few things to talk about um, as well today. Scotty, uh, any anybody sticking out? Any uh, ruckus? Any wrestling around? Uh, what's going on uh, in the chat? Uh-oh, did I? I muted you. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> He's not Pastor Joe. Yeah. Hey, his mouth is moving, <laughs> but... <laughs> Pastor Joe, just, Pastor Joe just, just checked in on the chat too. Um, pretty pretty tame in the chat today. The uh, only question I've seen so far is from a Mitchell Dickey. I don't have a call sign. No, he's asking about the uh, the best height for an NFED half wave dipole. Um, oh, just like then, uh, any other your standard dipoles. It. I see Timay is here. Timay is, and I always get this wrong. Is it Finland or Norway? Finland or Norway, it's, it's coldest, one of the coldest places on earth. Timay uh, is here, so it's nice to see you as well. Good I guess morning, the NFED antenna is, um, you know, I don't know, everything is sort of just visiting. It's not a permanent install, any, anything, mm -hmm. any antenna is not permanent. But, I mean, if, you know, if you're out there doing some parks or something like that, I guess it's as high as you can get it, and maybe the same at home. Yeah, Steve? Yeah, exactly. I mean, ideally... You want to get it a half wave up at the lowest frequency the uh, the antenna is at, but you might not have that situation. So for 40 meters, you're looking at 60 feet, so that's not possible. So get it up as uh, high or reasonable as as you can and uh, go with it. And uh, but uh, for the higher, the better. Finland. Timmy, he's in Finland. Finland house. He he actually had Timmy has a question. He's is asking if uh, if there is anywhere where there's ham positive HOAs, any any ham friendly HOAs. I'm I'm not aware of any personally. Um, the villages in Florida, believe it or not, has hmm. uh, they have some policies and stuff like that. And I think in one of the uh, the PDFs. Uh, the one from the the gentleman from Three Land had a I think a link in there for um, the villages as far as uh, they they have some policies on uh, for ham friendly antennas to so look at the villages. All right, very. We're good. not trying to sell you to go down there, but they just. Check out their rules. Right. You know, whatever. There's a lot of hams in Florida, for sure. I would mm -hmm. think they'd have to figure some stuff out. But I've heard some stories as well. You know, it's, uh, you gotta, I guess the best bet is to try to work with them. I mean, everybody doesn't want to say anything to them and then cause mm -hmm. attention. But I kind of think like maybe it's good to kind of see, I don't know. Then you get the other side of people who are like, just move. You can't just move. It's not, that's not yeah, a good answer. Move. That's not a good answer. Uh, so we have a couple of questions. Thank you, Scotty. We'll uh, please put them yes, in sir. there. If you if you need to have a question answered here in the chat, go ahead and put it in there, and then uh, put a cue in front of it. 
Scotty will pull it and we'll try to address it as we go. Steve-O, I got some, I got some, I got some stuff here for us. You ready for this? Now, this is the part of the show where I don't, uh, a lot of the parts of the show we talk about, but the Q&A type stuff, mm-hmm. I don't show it to Steve. Some of these are more philosophical questions and approaches. Some of them are more technical. So we'll tackle them as best as we can. Uh, here's a question from Da Man. He signed Da Man. I'm struggling with how to properly tune an antenna on the ground and in the air. So I guess we can break this into two parts here, Steve. We got, you know, we've got uh, we've got trimming the antenna and the ends mm-hmm. to get it. A lot to kind of unpack here. But Da Man is interested man. in in your perspective on how to properly tune an antenna. Let's start with on the ground. Uh, Well, it depends on the antenna. So if it's a dipole on the ground, you're going to pretty much go by measurements, uh, the physical layout and, and set and start from there. Uh, So for a dipole, you want to have, you know, equal lengths on your, on your legs. And uh, because you won't be able to get a accurate reading on the ground because it's going to have an effect. Now, for a vertical, obviously, you want to test it there. So a lot will depend on what is the antenna. So but let's just go with a dipole for the for the sake of the argument here. And so you just get your physical measurements done and then you're going to put it up in the air. And now you're going to go as far as where's the tune. So you're going to look at the band edges. You want to basically make a VSWR reading at the bottom end of the band and then make another one at the top end of the band. And that will give you a range of where the, uh, of the, where the antenna is going to be. So if the VSWR gets better as it goes down in frequency, the antenna is long. So you'll need to short it, shorten it up. If the VSWR gets better at the top end of the of the band, then um, you need to lengthen it if you want to move move it down. So it uh, low, long, short, uh, high, short, and uh, and then go from there. So it's it's a kind of a balancing act. And if having a antenna analyzer. It really helps and it, it simplifies it because you're you don't have to come into the shack and then tune the radio you know turn the radio on make uh readings there you just kind of use your handheld antenna analyzer and that helps so um and then when you do make changes especially on a dipole if you're going to do them in increments of six to a one foot depending on which band you're working on but if you're going to make a change at six feet or six inches, six feet, six inches at one end of the dipole, make make it the equal length change at the other end, and so that it's symmetrical. Off center fed dipoles, you got to go by a percentage. If your long leg is eighty percent, then you make the change there, and then figure out twenty uh, percent of six inches to the short leg, and uh, make those changes. So. Uh, Ground in the air depends on the antenna, but it sounds like it, it's a dipole. So that would be, that's how I would do it. I hope that helps you, the man. I remember the man. He had some great barbecue. And, the whew. man. Was that a food truck? Oh, he, oh there was a guy in Bellevue that, uh, a, a gentleman that uh, had a barbecue place and, uh, he had a little pot where he had this hot sauce and just a toothpick uh, dab in the hot sauce would put you down. I mean, oh. it was stuff was brutal Dang. and, uh, but it was, it was good stuff. Oh, all right. Okay. Un- unfortunately we lost the man. Oh, well yeah. the man or the man, the man, the, man. the, he was the man, not dumb. Man. Dumb. No, duh. He was the man. Oh, dumb man. Dag, Delta Echo. All right. Sorry to hear about that. (laughs) All right. We got another one here. Let's see if we can help another friend of ours in the Hamily. He's got a question here. I recently got my general, but I seriously don't know what to talk about on the radio. I don't even know how to start. This is from Jason. And uh, Jason, listen, buddy. If you want to start, come to our Sunday night nets. 
on 40 meters. Somewhere around 7219, Sunday night, uh, 9 p.m. West or East Coast time, 6 p.m. Uh, West Coast, or no, 5, uh, 8, 8 and 5. What the hell? <laughs> I'm the 6th guy. I'm the 6 o'clock guy. And, um, and join in. But as far as what to talk about, whatever you want. Talk about whatever floats your boat. And uh, and I've always said, don't worry about all the heat, uh, ham geek speak and all this other stuff. Just be yourself. And if you want to talk about whatever is tripping your trigger today, then great. If the person on the other end doesn't want to talk about it, who cares? Somebody will. There's always people that want to talk about almost anything and everything, including me. Let's try one out here, Steve. All right, Steve's just called CQ, CQ40, and I'm going to come back to his call. Okay, so I'm going to call him now. Uh, Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. I'm going to play the role of you here, Jason. Uh, W7UDI K0STH. K0STH, W7UDI. Good morning. How you doing? Name here is Steve. Hey, Steve. Name here is Christian. And boy, I don't know where you are, but we sure are dealing with some snow on the ground. Back to you. Oh, cool. Where are you? I'm located here in Washington State, and we got snow on the ground, too. So we got a uh, we had a two-foot dumping here uh, a few weeks back, but we still got at least a good to eight to ten inches still on the ground, and things are warming up, but uh, the snow is uh, starting to melt. So how are you dealing with your snow? Back to you. See, clearly easy. Break the ice literally with weather. It's easy. <laughs> it's so easy to kind of get into it. And if you listen long enough, I think you'll find that that's kind of what people start off with. You know, where are you, your location, so you can talk a little geography, where you are. That's what Steve was like, where are you? I'm here. Uh, weather is always, that's something you could mention in an, an elevator. Um, so, and then you can kind of take it there. It's like, oh, you know, okay, we've gone past the weather. Uh, what are your operating conditions there, Steve? Uh, your, your audio sounds really nice today. What, what sort of radio are you running? You know, I'm using a Yesu FTDX 101 Delta and, uh, feeding it into a homebrew double bazooka and, and just the details of that. And, and then go and back to you. And here's one so, that Steve is a master at. And during our nets, you will almost hear somebody say, because they look for 100 watts in a wire net. So they come thinking, that's what I'm working with. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. Steve may say, I'm working with this radio. I'm working with a little bit of power. And then the op may go, oh, well... Well, I'm just, I just got a dipole in a tree. It's, a, it's like 15 feet up, and you can feel the operator kind of recoil a little bit into mm-hmm. this situation where it's like, I, I don't know if I'm good enough. And Steve, instantly, what do you say to somebody who comes to you saying, I'm just kind of working with a, a dipole and a, you know, whatever? I uh, just, I'm great. Great. I'm, I'm glad, you know, what you got and working, it's working excellent. Uh, sound good. And uh, just encourage you to keep on going. It doesn't matter what, what you have. I don't care what power you're running and uh, how well you hear me. As long as I can hear you and I'm talking to you, that's all that matters. You got to, you just kind of find your people and maybe you find some nets that are very, uh, friendly, some sort of laid back. Some nets don't lend themselves to getting into these mm-hmm. sort of rag chews. So maybe that's what you need to, to get in there just a little bit, chase a couple parks. But if you want a rag chew and you don't know where to start, try that. The weather, try the antenna, try the radio. And if there's any sort of chemistry in the conversation that you're having there, move into another Move into another thing of, of another an aspect topic. of it, of radio that you like, because you're all you're both rooted in radio, so you can kind of stick in that vein if you want to, and maybe you uh, you set up another schedule uh, to meet again. Maybe you meet your best uh, ham radio buddy through that. But I hope that helps you a little bit, Jason. I know it's not easy, especially when you're shy and you're new, and you you hear a lot of established conversations already and you're like how are they gonna accept me it's like being back in the grade school where i don't know anybody uh, you know it's that the, kind of the thing. key jason is just be yourself just uh, have fun it's your hobby and just be yourself and everything will just fall in place 
All right. I think we have time for one more. This is this one could be a bucket of worms as we're approaching, uh, but let's go <laughs> ahead and try it. All right. This question is in from DB. A coworker has criticized me for wasting my time with amateur radio. How do I explain it better? Ask him if he wastes his time uh, surfing the internet or something like that. It's a hobby. So do what you want. And uh, some people don't see the value in the, in the, in this hobby and that's fine. That's their opinion and things like that. But uh, uh, me being kind of a smart ass at times, I just, you know, go fire right back at him and say, Oh, you just wasting your time watching YouTube videos or, uh, or visiting some other, you know, non-reputable websites but uh or you just sit there uh, be a couch potato and drink beer and uh, watch tv all night at least you know i'm doing something different in amateur radio and for me i'm from baltimore that's what you'd call the high road you snap back i say how would you like to eat lunch with a fork in your eye you know so there's levels there's levels of uh but you know it sounds like you need to find your people and your coworker there may not be your people if it's somebody doesn't understand you know and, and what if they came back and they they were like oh, i like the weave baskets you're not going to be the one that's like weave baskets what a dumbass waste of time that is Pfft. exactly you know so it's just well, e- even my mom she kind of goes she'll even ask me and, and i've been a ham for 45 years now and she goes you still doing that radio stuff and i go yeah mom i'm still doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom was like everybody needs something you know like okay okay well, I hope that helps you, DB. I, I mean, we give you a uh, a little bit of a uh, a little joke in there, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't burn another minute of my life dealing with anybody who couldn't just even politely roll off and go, "Oh, that's interesting," and move on about your day. Anybody that's trying to steal that much time or energy from you, you got no time for that. No time for that. All right, so that's great. Let's go over to. Uh, See if we can uh, catch up with Scotty here and see what's going on as we. Oops, where did he go? We can wrap up. There he uh, is. What's hey, going nice on? Sound effect you got there. You like that? <laughs> yeah. You like that? He sent me a bunch of fun stuff. It's nice. We can. <laughs> Lots of little whooshings. Little whooshings. Oh, that much. Are... I've been keeping an eye on the on the Discord, and somebody uh, somebody had oh. a question there. They don't have a Google account, so they can't sign into the the live chat. Do you oh. want to go ahead and? Have a have a look see at that or Oh, I don't know. Was there a question that yeah, I mean if there's a que- if there's yeah, a question yeah. we'll try it. I know it's um yeah. I almost know who this is. I think Steve probably knows it's who a, it is too. It's uh Brett Glass. Yeah, uh, Brett wants me to uh, <laughs> Brett wants me to wire everything for him. <laughs> uh so I don't know, man. I I understand. I understand. But he can't join our chat here. Yeah. So he can kind of watch it. But you don't have to have an account. I guess you have to have an account in Google to yeah, to uh, to make a comment. He yeah, can, he comment can, in YouTube. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's yeah, it's okay. But yeah, I can see our friends uh, join today. It's fun. I was a really uh, cool show. And uh, any anybody else have anything? I see there's conversations with Joe and all that sort of stuff. Want to remind you, uh, we've got another 30 day review coming out. We're going to be uh, looking at a piece of logging software so you'll have that next week over time those bits get put out to youtube currently this week i think it was this week yeah i put out the uh, radio waves um, review it's a peer review system so we send out antennas to people they spend 30 days with it and come back and tell us what they thought and that way you can decide if that's something that you want to spend your money on or not it's an 80 dollar antenna but those reviews are already on YouTube. If you want to see like the install, the bench test, people put the meter on, send in pictures like that. So all that's available. And we'll do that with a piece of uh, software, which should be interesting. This is a, uh, I think it's a $50 uh, piece of software and you get the full package and looked interesting. That was a uh, request of, or a suggestion by Pastor Joe, actually. Nice. And that's nice. that. So that's coming up. Well, cool. Good deal, Scotty. We, uh, I think we fooled him again, Steve. I think we fooled yes, him again. See how fast an hour can go? Oh, exactly. Boom. Any plans so you, for this you, weekend? You, yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah. So just a reminder, everybody, we have a Discord group. So uh, it's a very active group. We're 
just uh, coming up on 600 members and uh, pictures, emojis, all kinds of stuff goes back and forth. It's a pretty active group, uh, a lot of little subgroups and uh, the weather. We talk about the weather. Talk about the weather. uh, Makes people mental sometimes, but not us. We mm -hmm. get up and everybody checks in. And that's one of those things in a community, though. You start to realize in ham radio when somebody's missing and we've got a missing person. We didn't talk about this today and I know we just got a minute and I want to wrap up, but uh, we got to talk to our boy in the Northeast because uh, Phil has is 82 or 83 years old and we haven't heard from him in several weeks, actually before Christmas. So it's almost time that we send out a like, you know, a health and party, health and wellness check on Phil. Check in with us on Sunday, seven o'clock. We pause uh, to call for him, he's a he's a military veteran. He's 82 or 83 years old. He checks in every week, and we haven't heard from him in probably a month. And now it's starting to get to the point where I'm I'm a little concerned. Um, but that's a little inside stuff. But uh, check in tomorrow night, seven o'clock Central Time. We kick off the net. Uh, Steve will be there. If Uncle Paul's not running, I think he canceled his trip. Um, I was going to run the first hour, but if he's back, then I'll just uh, relay. But that's what's going on. Anything else, guys? Anything else? No, that's it. That's about it. Then that's it. That's it. Uh, stay on the warm side of the door is what they say, you know? And uh, by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. Thanks for everybody who came by on the live show. Our friends listening on the uh, as subscribers to the podcast, come on on Saturday mornings and tell us what you think. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Scotty. 73, everybody. 73, everybody. I'll catch y'all next time. Here you on the net. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.